nice and dead. Yeah, it's really uh, dead. Not that we had complaints about the sound, but we we did have some comments about it. That one it was, comment. Yeah, but Gone. that's fine. Well, <laughs> not mentioning any names. <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of sort this now. No, I, I don't. Not wrong, but I think you know sometimes we've recorded in rooms that are less than ideally yeah. treated for 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 Very audio. Very echoey. Yeah. This one is quite dead. This is dead, so I think it should be should be okay. A lot better. Um, yeah. But I always think with with this stuff. Done is better than perfect. True. And if we had to wait we for waited. perfect every time, you know, to <laughs> we be... We would never our, get this done. Yeah, you think our, our scheduling is shoddy at the moment, you Yeah. Know? We uh, will move uh, back uh, to proper microphones eventually, though. Remember we yeah. did a couple of them? Yeah, yeah. Once we, we... Melissa said she'd show me yeah. how to we'll use get that the, sorted. the radio studio. Yeah, and once, <laughs> once we're there, we'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is, is this the first of 2022? Yes, yeah? it is, yeah, yeah. Or did we do get back... Wait, we wait. did that after. Yeah, we did this second one of 2022. Is it the second one? Yeah, because we did it with Dave, do you remember? That feels like It does feel forever like ever It does ago. feel like last that year. It feels like last year. Yeah. So number two of 2022. That was definitely after Christmas. It had to be. Are you sure? I don't think it was. It wasn't. That was December. Are you sure? I think it was December. Okay. Mm. Well, well yeah. <laughs> right in if you uh, if you can solve this for one of um, our many right. listeners can tell us. Okay. So, is this season two now, or is this still season one? I think we're it's season is one it, is just so we'll never just go on. <laughs> Not a way we ever thought we'd be doing seasons. Yeah. I think you have to be very precise in your in your scheduling to, mm, to deserve do. the title of a season. That's true. Because you know? yeah. that would just be how would anyone notice the difference? Yeah, that's true. We'd have yeah. to take a break of three months before anyone would go I think that was the end of season, season one yeah. um, imagine people saying oh my favourite season of yeah, Pop Filter is. they really <laughs> lost it between season one and two yeah. um, so we're going to talk about two things today mm-hmm. um, uh, later on we're going to talk about licorice pizza mm-hmm. but now we're going to talk about and just like that because uh, the reason I paused was because every time I think of this show I have to go what's it called again yeah. <laughs> she's all that <laughs> And now this happened. Isn't it a film? What from the, the hell? Um, I, and apparently, it's a thing. I looked. I was looking. Somebody mentioned it on Twitter today, mm-hmm. and they were talking about the fact that they can never remember the name of the show. Really? Is and it people, because it starts with an "and"? I think it is. It's because so it's the middle of a sentence. Did kind you of watch the original series? Um, I did, I don't think I watched it regularly if it was ever on I'd watch it okay do you know what I mean because, I was, and just like that was kind of it was kind of at the end of every episode yeah, wasn't it it was, yeah. it was a tagline and in one yeah. particular episode bit of a spoiler but when Carrie has an affair mm. with Vic when she's going out with Aiden yeah. there's one episode where she says and just like that I lost my head and I think that's a big kind of yeah. monumental line because she doesn't actually say it that much it's but more it's like, become it's become such a catchphrase for the show yeah yeah but also um and then, but just to use it in that pithy kind of casual way, yeah, I think, just like just that, like that, you lost your head. You had an affair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it, yeah, and that's that's. I guess it's a it's a key issue with the character. I guess. Mm. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Will we do our professional let's do introduction. our professional introduction, whichever one of us that may be. <laughs> And Just Like That is a 10-episode revival of the HBO television series Sex and the City, which was created by Darren Starr and based on the Candace Bushnell 1997 book of the same name. And Just Like That is a limited series developed by Michael Patrick King for HBO Max. Set 11 years after the events of the 2010 film Sex and the City 2, the show stars original series actors Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon and Kirsten Davis, but not, unfortunately for many fans, Kim Cattrall, whose character Samantha has been shipped off to London. 
Development for the series began in December 2020, following the cancellation of a third film adaptation, reportedly due to a rift between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. And just like that, premiered on HBO Max on December 9, 2021, to generally mixed and negative reviews, with some critics lamenting it as awkward and clumsy, and calling it a rocky mix of genuine grief with an undercurrent of really bad jokes. The original Sex and the City series was groundbreaking at the time for its sexual frankness and portrayal of complex female friendships. Can and just like that live up to its formidable ancestor? And more importantly, will Will ever be able to remember the name? And there it was. Lovely. Uh, congratulations, well me done. or you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I had watched this, uh, this the series when it came out the first time. Mm-hmm. And did you uh, watch the whole series? You just saw I it whenever. I think it was I've done. seen, I've seen the vast majority of them. I couldn't hmm. say for definite I've seen every one of them. Okay. But I, I've seen enough to know that it started quite differently than it ended. I remember hmm. in the first series there would be these little cutaways to interviews with normal people in the street about relationships. That was just the first episode. I thought it was the first series. But maybe easily... The pilot's episode had a lot of that. They didn't really do it. I think the first season... Carrie still talked to the camera, which right. was terrible. She right. would stop yeah. and talk to the camera. Maybe and then, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I think so. And then by the, season two, by yeah. the, I think even maybe the end of season one, she'd stop that entirely. That. Yeah. yeah. So you were, and still are, considerably younger than me. So how old were you <laughs> yeah. when you first started watching this? Um, God, I, don't, I, I obviously watched it a long time after it came well, not a long time I remember hearing about it when it was out and it was this you know really controversial mm. show and quite revolutionary at the time and all of that so I definitely would have probably missed the first couple of seasons I probably started watching it I think I was a teenager maybe around 14, 15 right. I was in secondary school anyway right. and I probably started on say maybe season 3 okay. or 4 I think I remember watching it when Aiden was in it as in I right. was watching it you know in real yeah, time yeah a couple, of, that couple of seasons in but yeah. did you did you then go back and catch up or did you just take it from there uh, I must have went back do you know what happened I think I watched it from there I can't even remember now it feels so long ago and then I got the box set somebody got me the box set for right. Christmas one year and I watched it from the beginning and I think that was the first time right. I'd seen it so that's that's a very different experience <laughs> than I had mm. watching it because as a fourteen year old girl watching that, that yeah. must be quite different from <laughs> from me you? watching it. How old are you? I, I guess if you were fourteen, I would have been what? I don't know. When did it come out? How long? I, it started in ninety nine, I think, or something 99. like that. So I guess I would have been approaching thirty. I guess right, at the time okay, when yeah, I saw it, yeah. but it was. I remember at the time seeing it. I got my only kind of issue with these things is I just want them to be funny. Mm. And the original series, I could say, was funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, I think it's probably it's probably aged quite badly, as a lot of yeah, 90s it's things quite tend problematic. to do. The same way that Friends yeah, is problematic absolutely. now as well. Yeah. And Friends is probably more insidiously problematic. Yeah. It was not so obvious yeah. in a sense. I think so, yeah. yeah. Especially because it was a sitcom and it was brought, it was yeah. kind of displayed as this very like bright, yeah. you know, optimistic thing. But also... It, it, and. Uh, with uh, Sex and the City the way they treated the Samantha character and we'll come to that as mm-hmm. well in this but they would regularly shame her mm-hmm. in that show yeah. and one of the things I had heard about I don't know if this is true but it seems like it could be that the the producer of the show is Darren Starr Star. mm-hmm. and he is a gay man and but mm-hmm. he felt this is the rumour that he felt that he couldn't have a show about four gay men in New York going right. about their for lack of a better word promiscuous lifestyles okay um, so this is what he 
did right. instead. Okay, I remember you telling me this actually. And I hadn't heard, heard that before, right? And on yeah. a, on a, well, he was probably right. If that's yeah, what, absolutely. You, know, you wouldn't have been a, able to get. Now yeah. you would be able to have a show like that, probably. And some but, of the behaviour in the thing is more in line with the stereotypical presentation of gay men on mm, TV at the yeah. time. This amount of character. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. um, yeah, and I, I guess in that sense. I'm not sure if it works as a as a good rep- representation of female relationships mm. as well as it could. But yeah. then again, I don't know. It's not for me. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I can't say with any real certainty as, as how effective it is in portraying female relationships. Well, I always thought, it, you know, I always loved the show. And, and when yeah. it was on at the time, I thought, I, I did think it was quite revolutionary and I'd never really seen anything like it. Especially, mm. And it was almost, they were talking about things that were quite taboo at the time sure. as well. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's only now I think I'm appreciating, say, maybe how good the Samantha character was. Sure. Because I, they did shame her a lot, but they also, it was great that she was just continuously like, I'm not going to feel bad about this. I'm not going to yeah. be ashamed. I can do whatever I want. I can sleep with whoever I want. All of this sort of stuff. And she never did it to them. Yeah, she never that, shamed was the them that was the you know, thing. That was the brilliant She was always the most accepting and the yeah. most uh, supportive. Yeah. Which is ironic given the way it's it's played out. It's portrayed, But yeah. the, the series, when it uh, when it ended... Where were you with it when it ended? Had, do you felt feel that it had run its course or were you, would you have kept going with it? I thought it, it ended at a good time, actually. Right. I think there was only six seasons, which, you know, is, okay, is sort of, yeah, yeah whereas yeah. other shows, you know, go on for eight, ten seasons. Yeah. But I, I thought it was like The Sopranos in a way and that it ended kind of, it was, you know, for the peak for me was kind of maybe season... I think it was four or five I thought mm. it was great season six was still very good but it ended at the right time I think if right. it had gone on any longer than that it would have I, I don't think I would have enjoyed it what I didn't particularly like at the time it all wrapped up a little bit too neatly and I suppose yeah. the whole and again this is a bit of a spoiler I think everybody knows now in the end Carrie ends up with Big because right. he, he goes to Paris and tells her he loves her and all this sort of stuff and, and all four women are in these relationships at the end and the whole reason why the show was so good at the time because it was yeah. the first time ever that you saw women in their 30s who were single yeah, and yeah. they were now some of them really wanted to get married and then there was yeah. others like Samantha and sometimes Carrie and Miranda as well who were totally happy being single and yeah. the whole idea of the show was that you didn't need a man you yeah, didn't yeah, need a partner absolutely. to be happy but and and the friendships were supposed to kind of you know there's this, this episode where um I think Charlotte actually says, oh, maybe we're, we're each other's soulmates. Maybe mm. that's the whole thing. And that was so lovely because he'd never yeah. seen that before. Yeah. But then at the end, it ended up being exactly like everything else. She got, she, sure. you know, the man came over, rescued her basically from but do you Paris feel and that, brought her home. That ultimately, do you think that your take on it is in line with what most women would have wanted watching this show? Did Possibly. they want it to be wrapped up? Is that what people want just from storytelling? Yeah. They don't but, want it to be, if it's going to end, yeah, they want yeah. some kind of sense of, whether it's right or wrong, I do, that thing, yeah, yeah. I think the majority to satisfy of the storytelling itch in a way. I think you know? so, yeah, and I which think... is terrible. I think because I think the one thing about any kind of, I guess it is a sitcom in a way. It feels more like a sitcom drama, but more sitcom than drama. Mm. But I always think if you give the characters what they want, it's over. Yeah, you know, and most series give the characters what they want, and then go on at least one series too many. Mm-hmm, you look yeah. at Frasier and stuff like that yeah, with the yeah. Niles character. Yeah, that should have ended as soon as Niles and yeah, Daphne got, got together. together it's should over, have ended. You know? Yeah, definitely. And also the um, you don't want to see what's after the happily no, ever after because it's never satisfying. Mm. The dynamics have gone out of the thing, mm. and uh, the tension is gone. Yeah, and it's um, but like even something like I, I was never a huge fan of it. Uh, like only fools and horses. Oh right, when they yeah. get rich. 
Oh, okay. It should be over. Oh, right. But then you have to see know. them in Miami. You have oh, to see them lose yeah. it all and then get it back. And it's just milking it. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so, no, I, I agree. I do think there's probably a lot of people, if she hadn't ended up with them, people would have been saying, oh, we wanted them together. They, they the same with friends. Yeah. People wanted Ross and Rachel to be yeah, together. Yeah. And that was fine. I, Even I, though I, they're, I, they're I, probably a terrible match. I know, know, they're a really bad couple. But at the time, I remember thinking, ah, yeah, they have to get together. But so I think at the time, I do remember reading at the time, people yeah. saying... Um, well, you know, not that many, but I think there were actually female celebrities kind of talking out against it and saying, oh, I thought the whole point of this show was mm. that they didn't need a partner. You don't need a partner to be happy, but they're kind of yeah. saying in the end, you do now, you know. I think, so. I think what they were trying to do in some level was have the cake and eat it and say, you don't need it, but we've but got it, it anyway. It's great if you got can it. have yeah, it, if you though, got it, and I'm going know? to yeah, give you this really unrealistic scenario. So, yeah, yeah I, I think at the time... Now, and I suppose we'll get on to and Just Like That now, one of the things I actually like about and Just Like That is the fact that I, th- I think for all of its problems, it's actually doing... In some ways, what the original program yeah, set out sure. to do, but yeah, yeah. so we, so we can talk a little bit about the actual. So that was Sex in the City, right? And then so so you were kind of a you were you were. I, I liked it well enough. I, I I was never. I never thought it was wildly funny. Right. Yeah. I thought, yeah. You know, I never thought it was really really funny. Yeah, was, and that's really all I want for. I just want it to be funny. I don't mm. have to like the people. I don't. I just want it to. If it's a comedy, I want it to be funny. And I never thought it was that. Is it funny. a comedy though? Would you call it a comedy? I'd say it's a comedy drama, mm. but the drama is kind of light. And so yeah, it's the a comedy. Li- it's a know, light it really comedy is. drama, yeah. And it, to the point, it's so light that they are, they're so in love with their lead character mm. that they let them away with anything, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And even just terrible behavior is sometimes glossed over you know, in the most superficial ways. You're talking you know? about Carrie? Yeah. It's, in the original series? In the original, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you see, that's, there's all of these They really analysis, let her off the hook for these, things. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of video now, analysis had, now about that. About I've seen both movies, Sex and the City movies, both of them by I'm, deception from the same friend. Right. But um, they're, in some ways, they're among the worst films I've ever seen. Unbelievably uh, bad. I'm actually going to just going to pretend that they never it's existed. It's probably for the best. Because they really just, I thought they did such a disservice to the, the But there is show. a moment in it where um, Carrie is in Africa. Uh, Africa. She's in um, Dubai, I think. It's in Dubai. I thought it was the first or the second one? Oh, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah, she's in Morocco. She's in Morocco. Yeah. And uh, she's in like this dusty, stereotypical Moroccan marketplace. Mm. And she bumps into her ex, <laughs> Aiden. <laughs> Yeah. Who she cheated on mm. and left. Were they engaged? Or I don't They're know what engaged, it was. Yeah, yeah. she totally screwed them over. Yeah. They meet within minutes of meeting. They're kissing. Yeah. And then the next scene, uh, a couple of scenes later, even though he's married and yeah. has kids as well. And uh, now this whole her the whole movie kicked off with her questioning her marriage because he moved the TV into the bedroom. Yeah. And and you know that this triggered this existential crisis for her yeah. but, um, but but that character is always was very neurotic very kind of self-obsessed and it's only I think it's only now that people are realising how how problematic that character was from the beginning I in the show I spotted it from the get-go really? with that guy he's that, the worst character oh no 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 Carrie okay, I'm no, Carrie okay I'll tell you are talking about the oh, big. big which oh, I hate too. the yeah. fact that his, they <laughs> refer to him as big all the way through the whole yeah. thing for years I, I just think that's such lazy writing really, is awful. it not the fact that he's supposed to be Mr. Big he's supposed to be but the get big over man it. in the room kind they're of. married now they just call him his name it's, yeah. just, it's just although it's kind of just like a nickname even like after it, he died they were still referring to him as this you know I think it's because people the 
the viewers got so used to the character Big. But if they, you started calling him John. But also, they, they held out on his real name for so long. Until didn't the very they? last that was episode. Secret. Yeah, that was like the last Did she know his real name? I think that. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, I don't think she was, you know, in a relationship then with Then why was she keeping it a secret? It was the show that was keeping it a secret. It was because his name was Big. You never. The, but why from her friends was she not telling them? Oh, I think they all knew. They just didn't refer to him as his I'm name. It's like sure a nickname. About that. I think they. No, it was. Who was it being revealed to? The audience. The audience. Just the. It was just an That's audience. That's even more thing. stupid than I thought it was. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So he's a very problematic character. Yeah. I don't know if he's as problematic as she is. No, he's or not. Husband, because however but, bad he was, and you know, I don't normally in these situations I don't normally I tend to try and stick up for the woman rather than the man but in that situation in fairness to him from the beginning he said I'm not good in relationships I'm a bit of a commitment phobe I'm not going to get married again and she just kept misreading the signs and kind of asking him for things that she knew he couldn't give her give her all this sort of stuff so everything he did however yeah he was really cocky he was you know all these other things but he was honest about it from the start he never pretended to be anything he wasn't I don't know if that makes him any better, though. It doesn't, but at the same time, at least he's not. He's at least he's honest about it. I guess it's technically better, but <laughs> it's yeah. just. But I mean, it's you know, it's not all. all uh, you know, if somebody tells you, on some level, they're an asshole. You should yeah. believe them. Yeah. You know, just because they've told you up front, it's, now it's on you to. Well, see, that's you the know. thing. But she, she's a, not a dreadful character, but certainly questionable things yeah. that just get excused with and just like that yeah. I lost my head yeah yeah you know, I know and, and it all plays into the lifestyle as well like if you if you take the same character and put them into some drab housing estate with the same problems yeah. and the same things it all gets a bit grubby yeah when when they have when they have very expensive shoes and dresses mm-hmm. and, and, and going to cocktail parties yeah. and it's there's, you know it's a different thing yeah so now it's uh Twenty years it's 20 later. Twenty years later. So in the original show, they it ended when they were around. Well, I think they were thirty eight. It started when they were around, maybe in their mid thirties. Now they're in their mid fifties. Right. So twenty years later, and they're all living very successful lives mm. in New York. Yeah. What you would describe as Carrie, in particular, is living the lifestyle of millionaire. But, yeah. Is she? It, no. It seems like yeah. big. Is was a millionaire. Yeah, a I mean, you look where they live; yeah. they would have to be. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah. those are those are ten million dollar homes yeah. or more. Yeah, we still you know? don't know what he did. Something about finance. Finance, but, yeah, uh, something vague, you know. Yeah. But uh, so, I'm sure everybody knows at this stage has been everywhere. Mm. At the end of the first episode, he dies. Mm. Right, and you must have been delighted. Oh, it was great. <laughs> It was cheering as he as he slid to the floor, <laughs> <laughs> clutching his chest in one of the most overblown death scenes ever. Now I just I cannot stand that character. I, right. I just thought there was no. He was the cheesiest person. I think there was he's, no. He wasn't. He, he's one of these thinks he's charming, but he's just smarmy. Well, he, it worked on her. But yeah, because the writers made it work. Yeah, because the, the writers yeah. make her uh, oblivious to mm. his. I know, when you look back, you kind of think, what exactly did she like about yeah. See, this is the thing. I think it was the money. I think it was his lifestyle. It was, yeah, if he was... I think she's a, she's a much more superficial character than we all gave her credit for oh, in the original show. <laughs> no, but I, I think if he was... Yeah, you're right. If he was, it's his if he was if he Mr. Was, Big, the guy who collected the trolleys down there, at the local supermarket, There is no, no way chance, she'd be interested know? in him, yeah. 
Because he I didn't have enough of a personality to justify no. what he did to no, her. He was it was not. only because he could offer her the type of lifestyle that she clearly always wanted. Because you kind of you don't hear much about her background in the original series, but you do get the impression she probably came from a not wealthy family, and she got out of there. Yeah. And she got to the New York, and now she's somehow living the lifestyle yeah. of somebody who's earning a lot more money than she would be earning if she was a writer. But now in this new series. Uh, I guess watching the first episode, I kind of went into it, you know, kind of thinking, right, I just want this to be funny. And I just want <laughs> I just it to be... I want everything yeah. to be funny. But l- no matter what their problems are, whatever it is, it is essentially supposed to be... Uh, a comedy. A comedy. Yeah. Um, or light entertainment, at the very least. And I think uh, it wasn't long into it where I was kind of going, hmm, these are the problems of millionaires. This <laughs> yeah. is just... And also, it seems to be shoehorning every possible current oh, modern really is. issue into it yeah. so so Carrie is obviously having the problem with her her husband dies and then she's <laughs> that working that, that, that little glitch the speed bump she has to get over which as it turns out is not as big a deal as we all thought <laughs> yeah. it was going to be and so she's working on a podcast mm. which looks like the writers are are in their 60s going, what are these podcasts we hear about? It's like the radio, isn't it? And they just put together this thing that just... It's like what... It's like what people who are in Carrie's world think edgy is. Yeah. And yeah. it's so cringing. Mm. And so we're, then we're introduced to the character of Shay. Shay Diaz. Who is the... Uh, Shay Diaz. She is getting... They are getting so much abuse online. But she's supposed to be this stand-up comic, mm-hmm. podcast host, yeah. edgy kind of com- uh, comic. Non-binary uh, character. Non-binary character. Who, in a show where all I wanted it to be is funny, and she is a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and at one point we go to her comedy show, which seems to be a promotional piece for her, for her stand-up career in real life, because mm-hmm. they give so much of it to her on in, stage. In re- but she's not... She's is an actor though that so that actor but is she, she not a stand up as well no I think she is just an actor okay uh, yeah, well it yeah. seemed like an ad Sarah for Sarah Ramirez I, she's yeah. a woman I think see now I don't I, I need to double check right. about this as far as I know Sarah Ramirez is not non-binary I think she is a right. woman and she's not a comic she's just okay. an actor as well, far as I know it seemed like they were setting her up for her own like highlighting her it almost felt like part of her deal for signing was that I want a little bit of a comedy showcase she was in in Grey's Anatomy did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy yeah she was in the first season of that as a completely different character okay oh I do when now do you say it I can kind of picture her yeah I can picture that yeah yeah. so her and the other guy in the in the podcast (laughs) group is Bobby Lee the the comedian Bobby Lee I'd never seen him before and he's, he's, he's quite funny in a kind of very kind of taboo kind of areas that he talks about but yeah. um, but undeniably funny I think as well mm-hmm. but it just seems and she's a bit of a fish out of water in this and they're trying to go for edgy kind of sexual talk content yeah. and she is being a bit prudish about it Yeah. so she and I guess that's Which an interesting point thought, that they, yeah, they haven't the she hasn't moved gap, at the time yeah, there's an age know? gap but she's a woman in, in her mid 50s she's not going to probably think exactly no, like that, that so I actually made quite, sense. I quite yeah, like absolutely. that absolutely that yeah. made sense yeah. but the, I, the way they were portraying the, the podcast idea oh, the podcast in the bit, first episode bit, you know, I absolutely it was cringy and I was thinking through. oh my god this is but just but that so was for me the first sign where I was kind of going if the writers of this don't seem they've set something in a very rarefied world of very rich people in a, in the richest city in the world yeah. and now we have to try and relate to them mm. so where are the other characters at this time in the, in the yeah. new series yeah. so Miranda has 
supposedly quit work yeah, as a as lawyer, a and now she's going back to college right. to study human rights. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, Charlotte. And nobody made a Miranda rights joke. Oh yeah! Nobody yeah. made that. Miss I mean, that's how that. lazy really the writing is on this. They shows. didn't even go for the laziest Miranda <laughs> yeah. rights joke. But Maybe it was too lazy for them. <laughs> so um, Miranda is kind of her character is there to seem to put her foot in it whenever she can. She really can, and like yeah. she was not like that in the original. She series. was the kind of most together she, of she the lot of them. She was most together. So she was extremely confident in this. She's she's kind of all over the place in the first episode. No, I don't didn't mind it as a cat. If she was a character that I'd never experienced before, I kind of would have thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have minded that. You could almost relate to it in some way because I know that this is Miranda Hobbs yeah. who you know became partner in a law firm when she yeah. was 35 she is a very very capable woman so it just didn't really fit right with the character I don't mind it as much because I suppose I find her a little bit more relatable now almost. she is the best actor of the lot yeah, she definitely and she is. always was yeah yeah and she's got very good comic timing yeah. and all of that stuff which they, they all do to be fair yeah. but it just seemed like they had done her such a disservice by like she she goes to her her to meet her new professor and it's a, a, a an African American woman who she then racially is racially insensitive to although unintentionally yeah there's a lot and of it's unintentional just every mistake insults, she yeah. can make yeah, she makes she does, and she's yeah. too smart for that uh, in terms of how we knew her before this yeah true because you'd imagine because again when I started I thought okay this is a little bit over the top but then I did think that could easily happen now especially sure. with somebody maybe in their 50s or 60s but if it was the character Miranda that we, we know she would have gone along with the times you know she would have checking that the, but the, it, is it still okay yes, it's still recording sorry go yeah, on yeah I think that character yeah. Miranda would have gone along with the times she would be aware of the of you know what's yeah. okay to say and what's not okay to say you know so yeah. I don't think it was true to the character so there was I think there was a, the first two episodes anyway there was a lot of problems and, and it was like they were trying to shoehorn everything into those yeah. first two episodes I and so when I started watching it I really, I really I was expecting to hate it and I did think this is terrible and I was hate watching it at the start yeah, yeah. as it went on I thought it got a lot better actually right. I thought when it kind of settled down and they allowed it to settle down the one thing I didn't like though um Miranda's drinking problem that was completely just pushed in there and I, you know by the seventh episode now it was never really explained you know all of no. a sudden she's an alcoholic that was never explained she, she was never had an alcohol problem in no. the original series from what you can see in the program she barely has one now <laughs> well, she, you know, she orders wine before 11 o'clock so that's, yeah, that's how you that's know that's a key sign yeah. that she's out of control and, um, and she gets annoyed when her wine doesn't get there yeah, on time and she drunk orders a book about being an alcoholic about <laughs> yeah. it she can't remember and blames Charlotte Charlotte, for, Charlotte, oh, Charlotte is the Charlotte. worst character in it she really is she God, is just, just not a real person no at and, and all. it's a pity because well the character I think at the original series sometimes I used to feel sorry for Charlotte a lot now going back and watching it she is very annoying and her, her ideas about things are just so old fashioned I wouldn't get along with that person yeah. you know if I met them in real life but she's she would again I think being married to Harry as well if they're keeping to the character she'd be a lot more laid back by now she would have I, I, I think mm. and it was the same in the um, the films as well Charlotte became like a caricature yeah, almost yeah. of this like kind of step I think wife. they just don't know what to do with her she's yeah. just not that interesting yeah and also so they've given her her own modern problem to deal with in that she has a, a child who's not identifying uh, she's identifying as non-binary too yeah, maybe yeah. Or, yeah she's Rose is her name yeah. but she doesn't identify as a girl anymore she doesn't want to identify yeah. I think as, as yeah, uh, non-binary and, yeah. yeah so 
So that just feels like another modern problem. We got to give this to somebody. Oh yeah, you know? I think and that was the problem with the first episode. It was yeah. like they shoehorned all of it into the first yeah. episode, it, rather than allow. I can understand, you know, they need to put us because I think the the original show was yeah. criticized a lot for its lack of diversity. Like you bear, yeah. you know, there was one episode that uh, had, had featured African American actors right. in it, and it was all about that, and it yeah. was really kind of over yeah, the top. Was, but you didn't yeah. see any African Americans throughout, really, apart from that one episode. Also, there's. Of all the weird things that were introduced as well with um, Miranda's family, her husband, Steve, is now experiencing hearing problems. Yeah. Which doesn't seem to be in any way necessary to the plot. And I was thinking, is the actor in real life (laughs) having hearing problems and somehow trying to raise awareness or something? (laughs) And he talks like Bugs Bunny these days. Have you noticed what has happened to him? He always talked a little bit like that. that He's not as bad as he is now, but he always talked a little bit like that. And I do think that happens to people as they get old. As if they have some sort of little uh, quirk like that, it's just going to get more intense as they get older. He sounds drunk in every scene. Yeah, Really does, and he can't. I think poor old Steve. You know, I've read a lot of talk about this online as well, and they're saying, "Why have they turned Steve into this all buffoon?" He's just a simpleton at this point, you know. Well, it's because they have to show that there's there's nothing in their marriage anymore. That there's you know that there's nothing, you know, there's no kind of passion there anymore. But also, uh, Charlotte's husband, what's his name? Harry. Harry. As well as it being one of the most unbelievable matches of people in, in it. Mm. They don't compliment each other or seem to work in any way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just seems like an oblivious idiot as well. And that's the thing with the men always yeah. in, in, in this show. It's not a show, f- you know, that's... For men. F- well, I mean, it, it can be. I think it's it, there's, there's stuff in there for everybody, I think. And it's enjoyable. I think anyone can watch it. Not this one necessarily, but the old one. But I always felt that the men in it were always just... Plot devices. Yeah. I don't think there was any man in it who came across as a normal man. Aiden was probably the closest Closest, to a normal man. But then he had to become problematic so they could get rid of him. Yeah. You know, and even though he didn't start off that way, they had to write it in and just make him. What did you think made him problematic? He was he was clingy. He was. He was a bit clingy, and he was. Now, having said that, he was only really clingy after she had an affair, and then stayed in touch with the man that she'd had an affair with. You know, so you could kind of understand him being a bit paranoid. Yeah, (laughs) he he was. I say clingy. I think it's more like she found him that way, and. You know, it's this thing of he was too nice. Yeah, it was that yeah. kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And you kind of go, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we've got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. But it was like... <laughs> yeah. And also, do you remember the guy who famously broke up with her with the post-it note? Bert, he was the worst yeah. character of all of them. He was my least favourite man in the but show. But was he not okay up to that point? He was a uh, bit of a no, slacker. Was, I can't was, remember no, that much about him. He was always a bit of a dickhead from the very beginning. But it's that thing of, of things where you kind of look at... Uh, like you've got a female lead. It's always a, it's an, almost like a cliche at this point, where you have two characters who want to get together, but she's in a relationship already, and you know that these two would be better together. Mm-hmm. But she is always with a guy who is an absolute asshole. Yeah, and you kind of go, how come she can't see it? Yeah, you know, it's like if you that, look at the yeah. original Office, yeah, with the Tim and Don character, and mm-hmm. she's gone out with this guy who is just the most. Meat and potatoes, I know. Bloke so, ever. Like I, I and, do think that happens in real life. I don't think it's as extreme. As yeah, they I guess it has out. to be amplified. In, in yeah, that's covers. the thing. But you do, you do see that sometimes where you're thinking, "What is she? Can she yeah. not? How could see? she not see?" I think it, it's yeah. like, and it probably happens. I'm sure it happens with men as well. I don't think it seems to happen as much with men. I think in general, men just don't put up with as much as women do. So I think it does happen quite a lot yeah, in real yeah, life, absolutely. and and women are. 
And I guess there'd be no drama to... without it as such in yeah, a way, in this kind of way. That's but, the thing. But you know, it is, it's definitely over the top. But um... So as as this series went on, I found my my enjoyment of it going down and down with every episode. And I just, I felt it's some of the worst writing I've ever seen. So we've, we've got those three characters. So the missing character is Samantha. Samantha, yeah. Right. And you're really, especially in the first episode, I don't miss her as much anymore now, but in the first couple of episodes, I really mm. missed her. But it, I think what's, what's interesting about it all is how they have handled this. And it's spectacularly bad. <laughs> because they, she, her, the real actress, Kim Cattrall, yep. her and Sarah Jessica Barker had this public bummer, falling yeah. out over Twitter and all this mm. stuff. It's been very, very public and she's been accused of... Uh, Kim Cattrall accused her of bullying her and, mm-hmm. you know, and all of this stuff. Anyway, it's got very ugly. Whoever's right or wrong is between them. But so the way she's not appearing in this. Yeah. So what they've done is they've written her out of it and she is in London now, apparently. But they've the reason why they've written her out is that her and Carrie have had a falling out. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. What, why, what do you do? See, I don't mind the way they've written her out too much because it is kind of realistic that somebody... Sure, but, it, but because of what happened in died. real life... Like, like what? What do you think would have been better? That she died. See, if she died, though, because she, she had never, cancer she, in the in the, in previous mm, series that she didn't get very close. To, yeah, but then you'd have to deal with the whole fallout of her dying, and they would. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I would have liked. that I think you just get past it in the first episode. They killed off that guy in the first episode, and that worked out fine. Yeah, but there's every so often she still has her little moments and still has her little breakdowns. And things. But Not oh, many, then but, they could just say that she's in London, but she's. Dead. Covid can't travel. <laughs> yeah. They never mention Covid. Yeah, but if that, if that was the case, the, the audience would be expecting to see her. I think it's. I mm. actually think I didn't have a problem with that. Because but the audience, sorry, the audience know about the public dispute but between I, them. But I think in the show it wouldn't have made sense because yeah. Carrie and Samantha were so close that if they were still close in real life, they'd be skyping all the time. Yeah. They'd be video calling. But what's really where it falls down is that. There is no way that that character, if you just talked about the character, wouldn't mm. show up at the funeral. I did think that was that was, as in for the character, that was a bit harsh. She sent a load of uh, flowers, but because they've written it as there's a dispute. Mm. Yeah, I know. I did know, think that. I thought that didn't would have to it would that. have to be a big falling out if your best friend, ex best friend's husband died, and you knew that, and you didn't come home to the funeral. Yeah. It would have to be a ma- and the the fallout that they mentioned in the show. My only problem with it was that the fallout wasn't big enough to justify yeah, Samantha's absolutely. actions. I think a fallout is fine, and I think I kind of like the fact that it mirrors real life in a yeah. way because everyone knows. And also, there's the whole. I don't think she will, but people online are still kind of hoping that she'll show up. Well, I don't think she will. No. Like she clearly doesn't want to be. They, in the show. It, would, they would, it would have leaked by now. I think Nothing that's gets the kept thing. secret I was saying, There's no way it could be that well kept. No, but um, well, I'd be stunned. Yeah, know. but I just think it should have been a bigger falling out, as in, yeah, and that is why because Samantha, yeah. it's like she really hates her. If she wouldn't yeah. even contact her after her husband died, you know, I know yeah. she sent the flowers and then she said thanks for the flowers and she just said, of course, that's all. And you then know. they started to have. A, a little text conversation I and then it just mind. stopped yeah, I thought I that was good that. and I liked it when Carrie said I miss you and you could see Samantha starting to type and then, and then it, it stopped yeah, you know I thought that was yeah. actually quite good quite something but I, something I just find it it's it's very there's something manipulative about it because teasing we, us. we know in a way <laughs> that obviously that's not her on the other end typing back that's just their end of how they want it to be yeah, portrayed. I, yeah, the reality is that the actress is on the other side of the world going, 
I wouldn't come back, you know, if no matter what you paid me, right. I'm not coming back. Yeah. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, I don't mind that as much. And I've kind of bought into it. Like, it's really strange. When I started watching it first of all, I was very much hate watching it, especially mm. in the first couple of episodes. And then by the fourth episode, I was thinking, oh, this is... Compl- I know this isn't per- particularly good, but I love... I'm yeah. starting to like... It was my guilty pleasure for a while. Right. Then, now I'm on the seventh episode. Right, it has a lot of problems which I will list accordingly. But (laughs) there's a couple of... There's some things about it I really like. First of all, I thought it was actually a really good, quite brave decision to kill off Big. Because I think now... I think it's a much better show because Mm. of it. Because now it's about a woman in her 50s having to get on with her life after the man that she thought she was going to be with for the rest of her life has died. And she's nowhere near dying yet. So she has to kind of find her way as a single woman which is what the original show was always supposed yeah. to be about and it was never about that but and it's a uh, it's I guess it's tempered by the fact that she has now inherited millions, millions. no my biggest and problem is, with it is is that it's completely unrelatable so there yeah. are you know there's lots of problems with it like that that it is complete I can't relate to this person she's got millions so it is obviously it doesn't make it any easier if your husband dies it makes it you're more comfortable it makes how, it easier in a way how much better would it have been as a show if because if there's moments in it when in the reading of his will where he's left a, a big chunk of money to his ex-wife a million dollars yeah there's you know, he's been financially kind of less than transparent with her and she found out things about him after he died that she didn't know. Yeah. And imagine if he had no money mm. and he'd just been, all of this was borrowed, all of it was deception and she yeah. just ended up with nothing. Yeah. And well, then had been, to move back into her old place, which she still has, by the yeah, way. She still, oh, she has like three you know, places now. It's, it's crazy. No, the money yeah. thing, the unrelatability of it is my biggest problem. But the thing that I do like about it, it's almost kind of like baby mm. steps. I know it's not perfect in any way, shape or form, but I just think it's it's so rare that you see a show that's solely focused on three women in their 50s. Like, I can't sure. think of any yeah, other yeah. show where I've seen that. And yet, at the moment, it's very unrelated. Like, they can only show a show like that because the first, the original series was so successful. Exactly. I don't no think a show... Like, in this, but I think know. it's kind of, it is going to pave the way. I know that sounds ridiculous because it seems like such a fluffy, kind of ridiculous show mm-hmm. in some ways. But I just think once you start getting people used to seeing people on screen, then yeah. it will become more accepted, you yeah. know? So I think for that alone, I I... I I'm enjoying oh, it because absolutely. it is yeah. really refreshing Look, even if they're all really rich and unrelatable mm. at least you're seeing women in their 50s who yeah. actually still have a life who mm. still have emotions like any anything that you see on TV or films it's like women in their 20s 30s maybe in their 40s and then after that it's like their life oh, just it's, it's ends gone, yeah. like they yeah. actually yeah. just die you yeah. never see anything about it after that so I just think just it's showing like in, that and it still happens today like in the uh the Graduate, you know, the yeah. Graduate movie. Yeah. Anne Bancroft, Mrs. Robinson, is yeah. like 12 years older than Dustin yeah. Hoffman. I and know. That. And she's been relegated to this much older, older woman. woman at the same age as his mother, kind of. Yeah. But, that, um, sorry, I cut you off there. No, you? no, you're fine. But th- that's what I really like about it. And now, like I said, you know, it, it is finally about a woman who's trying to find her way without, without a man, which the original show never really was about. There was always some man there in the mm. background. It was always, yeah, yeah. you know, supposed to be about single women, but they always had some man there in the background. Whereas, what I like now I know it does seem like she's getting over quite easily or well she doesn't show maybe she just doesn't show her emotions that much but she doesn't seem to have that much interest in dating and I really hope I'm sure that'll change now but I would love if, it if it stayed like yeah. that have you seen the episode where she does go on go a on date? a date yeah but she's so naughty she's only, she only does that for the and podcast and the two of them end up projectile vomiting in the street yeah, I didn't understand that, that. was disgusting <laughs> yeah. and it was 
full on blasting it onto the street. I was wondering, did she start getting sick because he got sick and she kind of seems like the type of person who if she saw somebody getting sick. It was I'm not squeamish about that stuff, but I'm going, that was unnecessary. But I would love now, if for the Rex, I think there's only a couple episodes left, if she didn't, you know, start going on it, because it should be just about her finding her life in, in this new chapter of her life yeah. which is without Big and maybe without any man for a while at yeah. least I don't get know? the feeling there's going to be another series yeah I don't know why I just don't get I think this is just a one off and then they're done right yeah no I, I get that I, feeling the, as well. there was one moment in the whole thing where I felt there was good acting and that was with uh, Cynthia Nixon's character being honest about her feelings about her marriage yeah. and uh, and, and the, the Shay character, the potential relationship there. Yeah. And I thought she was great. Yeah, she, she was. was. Really no, good. She was very good. And she's, she's a fantastic actor. Yeah, but, she's um, great. And I thought that was really good and very mm. real. And, yeah. You know, but it, it was a kind of a, uh, the exception approves the rule almost because the rest of the show is so unrealistic. Yeah. And it, so, but, you know, you know, I'm sure there's a show out there that if it came back for me, I would just be happy to be in that world again. I think I, I think don't that's necessarily. A lot it doesn't it. have to be brilliant. I just want to be back in the you world. See, that's and the I thing. Think that's, I yeah. think that's what's happening with and just like that. I yeah. think people are just so happy to be back in that world again. I think I think everyone knows it's not perfect. Like it's so sure. clearly not perfect. But for people who who really miss that world, I think they're just yeah. happy with it. For me, watching it, I just think, God, this is brilliant seeing women in their fifties again. Yeah, yeah. Now I know like people like Charlotte are sort of one dimensional or whatever. But, but you can't have that own... thought for the entire half an hour of every episode. It's great. I mean it must hit you at times it's great to well, have because this, every episode but... has has a different has, a has, like has a, I find every episode has mm-hmm. a moment where I think oh I haven't seen that before sure. like okay. that's actually yeah, happened yeah. pretty much well, every and that's what I like about it yeah. I also don't understand why people have such a problem with the so this is a bit of a spoiler but I think people know because there's been so much about it the Shay and Miranda relationship I don't right. understand why there's so people have a massive problem, problem with, that. with that I don't know it's like people are clearly don't like seeing two well not two women there's a woman and a non-binary person together but you know mm. two female actors sure. I suppose together and they're trying to dress it up as oh, Miranda would never do that and uh, you know Steve and Miranda had a brilliant relationship and all that, that he cheated was, on her he cheated that, on yeah. her yeah years ago that was 20 years ago people's relationships change their sexuality so. changes I think yeah. that's great that they're showing that sure. that a woman in her 50s God forbid can still you know yeah. want of to all, do something like yeah, that of all the issues in the show that is the one I think they've handled the best I think so too yeah. but online they are getting so that storyline and I think it's actually it's terrible in a way that character Shay I know they can be really annoying but the, the way they talk about that character and the relationship it's it's so obvious that people have a problem with it because yeah. it's two women but I think I think if it was if the Shay character was you know on a visual level was more obviously female yeah. in that sense I think they would have less of a problem yeah they would they would yeah, yeah they're trying to dress it yeah. up as it's not true to the character how do you know how, what's true well, to the character this, it's this not is, true to this, this char- 20 years on from yeah, that but character this is, you, you know this is this is just the way they've started to write this character yeah. this, just, this is maybe something you could easily imagine she had kept under wraps her whole life 100%. and now it's it's at a time where it's more acceptable yeah. to come out with this like a, a relationship so no it, it can you know. go from being a great one to being a very stagnant boring one relationships aren't always meant to last forever sure. and I think it's great that they're showing that that yeah. a marriage can go from being a really good marriage yeah. to something where that mightn't survive that is realistic so I actually sure. really like the fact that they're showing that yeah. so there's a couple of moments like that where I think overall it's not perfect at all but I'm definitely seeing things in it that I haven't seen sure. in other shows Absolutely. before and my hope would be that somebody after this will make a better version basically I so. of the I, show. You know, I, the one thing I was thinking all the way through this was 
what this show needs is Sharon Horgan. Yeah. Because, and I say her because and, yeah. she did the, the show with Sarah Jessica Parker, Divorce, before this. I haven't this, seen that. Which is very good. Is it? Okay. It is very good. Right. Okay. But it's her touch, I think, that is, as a showrunner, I think, that, that made that infinitely more realistic. Now, these characters were dealing with more, you know, financially less salubrious kind yeah, of uh, yeah. people, but she... Uh, but it dealt with the issues a bit, a lot better, mm-hmm. and I think that's what was needed there. You know, it's, yeah. Like it's it's hard to feel sorry for millionaires. I know, you know that's it really the thing. Is, the no matter thing, what their emotional problems. Yeah, having said all that, I do think you know Carrie's a total moan bag, and however oh, bad of a character was she in the original series, she's even worse now. I yeah. think you know she's she's so mean to Charlotte. I know Charlotte's yeah. really annoying, but she's horrible to her. She She's definitely my least favourite character, but I think what's happening with that character is quite interesting, yeah. even the way they're talking about ageing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's something you don't see much on TV, and even though it's not being handled the best, at least we're seeing it. Yeah, That's absolutely. the way I think about it. I think it's, it's, you know, given the way it starts in the first episode where her husband dying, I thought it was a shockingly bad depiction of grief. Yeah, uh, it was re- I'm really well, unless, was. unless it's just you know I right, they, maybe it was all about the money all sure. along maybe it wasn't actually about the person as much it was more about the lifestyle and the idea of them together you know I think they just I just think it wasn't as interesting as as a story proposition with him in it and you know yeah. a lot of allegations have come out about this actor mm. since and I think I think maybe it was something that was known to them oh do you think Cause I was because thinking, oh, God, that was a lucky well, escape for them that they well, got out Oh, they must have known. I think because that, that, that those accusations were very well timed with the release of the thing. Yeah, true. So, and obviously that you know they didn't happen last week or anything. So I think they knew well in advance, or at okay. least of his reputation. And apparently there was somehow going to be he was going to show up in the last episode. Oh, really? But like they've cut a, it out. As a flashback, it must or be or a dream sequence or something. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they they must have needed them out at the very least for a storytelling reason, just yeah. to make a. Because I think if they're all in happy relationships, it's not that interesting. Or maybe no, that's the thing. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I think it's um, like you say. I think it's good for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. that, that you mentioned, as to being able to see characters at this age dealing with particular problems, and which we haven't quite seen before. Mm. Somebody mentioned recently that when the Golden Girls was on TV, they were all in their forties, forties <laughs> and early fifties. Oh my God! We I all thought they were like sixties and seventies. Yeah, the, the 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 character in it who would be the Samantha equivalent was something like forty two. Oh my God, that's so depressing. So, um, oh, see, that's the thing. You, yeah. you know how you know we and we all love the Golden Girls, but that sure. was unrealistic as well. And it was yeah. four wealthy women living in Miami. You know, so that's what I mean. I think you just need these shows to at least kick it off. Yeah, you know? And even if they're not yeah, handled yeah. that well, at least they're being made yeah, at all. Absolutely. You know, so that's what I was like. I'm looking forward to watching the episode. Thursday. I watch it every time there's a new one to watch. You but, know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm enjoying it. I think it's interesting, and like that episode when they were vomiting in the street, it was just two. They just both of them blasted yeah. it onto the street, and I mean blasted yeah, it. Yeah, it was like it, real projectile vomiting. Was, yeah, I was wondering how they was that the actors or was that actually the angle they were kind of straight on weren't they it wasn't like they were turned to the side and there was a a hose tape to the other side of their head but um, yeah no it was was, that was a bit much there's definitely moments like there's so many cringy moments but I think the the good moments are making up for it for me, or even just the um, the, the, the good points. I think yeah. the good the good elements. The, yeah, that's but I don't the think thing, there yeah. are. I don't think there's a lot of good moments in it. There's some good qualities to it, but I think in terms of storytelling, I think it's very. 
uninteresting. Yeah, I think, I think it could be executed a lot better. Yeah, but interesting think, to see how it ends. Yeah, I'd be interested you know? to see how it ends, um, and I'd be interested to kind of see what comes out of this. Mm, then, even absolutely. with others, either with this so, story or with other yeah, stories. Yeah, I think if you're a fan of the original, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, I think you, so. I think it's you won't it won't be a problem free watch. Yeah, but I think you'll I be glad not. to be back in their company. But what I w- would say is, it really misses. The Samantha character. It does, yeah. Because now it's just the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah it is, well, that, that's the thing, know? yeah. Well, yeah. Like Miranda's kind of like the new yeah, Samantha character. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> the Samantha none of us wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, it's on uh, Sky, I think. It's on uh, HBO, HBO, yeah. yeah. HBO yeah. Max and Sky One, I think, showed. Yeah, and so. now TV, I think it's showing. Now TV. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we're going to talk about Paul Thomas Anderson's new film, Licorice Pizza. Mm -hmm. And here's one of us to introduce it. (laughs) Licorice Pizza is the ninth feature film from director Paul Thomas Anderson. Previous films include There Will Be Blood, Phantom Thread, Magnolia and Boogie slash Boogie Nights. As it turns out, Licorice Pizza is a slang term for a vinyl album, although this never comes up over the 2 hours and 13 minute runtime. Alana Haim and Cooper Hoffman are Alana Kane and Gary Valentine. He is a 15 year old child actor and hustling wannabe businessman, and she is a 25 year old who is working as a photographer's assistant when she meets Gary as he is heading to get his high school yearbook picture taken. An unlikely friendship ensues despite Gary wanting it to be more than platonic, from this basis, a shaggy dog story rambles along against the backdrop of the late 70s in Anderson's beloved San Fernando Valley. So, have Lorraine and I developed a taste for licorice pizza, or is it as distasteful as it sounds? Um, okay. So, um, Paul Thomas Anderson, are you a fan of his? Have you seen all of his films yeah, no, or I've a lot only, of them? Or? Yeah, I've only really started watching films over the last couple of years, but any of the ones I've seen, I've, I've really enjoyed. Uh, loved There Will Be Blood. Really loved Magnolia. I actually watched it twice because yeah. I thought I hadn't seen it and the second right, time I okay. watched it I thought this all seems very familiar <laughs> but it's great. I remember these, this frog bit. Yeah, really liked it. <laughs> uh, the Master I watched um, I can't remember any of it so yeah, I need to go back. Like, I don't know yeah. why I forget his films yeah, so much yeah. but I do really, really like them. So, no, I am a fan. Oh, and Phantom, Phantom Tread as yeah, well. Yeah. I thought that was great. Um, I love that scene of Phantom Thread where he's ordering his breakfast. Oh, the, the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but he just keeps adding to the list. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll entertain myself for ages just adding things to that list in yeah. my head, like, and a packet of chip sticks. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going like that for ages. A wham bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so I, I really love good, He always has really good actors in his oh films. God, and yeah, yeah. Oh, Boogie Nights as well. That yeah. was great. Yeah, I'm, I'd like you to watch Boogie that again. rather than Boogie. Oh, but why would you say? Boogie Nights. Who's <laughs> Boogie Nights? <laughs> what do you say? Boogie. It's boogie. It's, I know no, it is in, in, in this country, but they call it that. Oh, you know? boogie nights. Boogie nights. Boogie nights. Boogie <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of some uh, cavern nightclub you used to go to. <laughs> boogie nights. <laughs> um, God, I'd never even thought about that. So, yeah, it was very excited to see this. Yeah. Again, went in completely cold. Didn't know anything Had about it. Did you see it. the trailer? Nope, didn't right, watch the don't trailer. Watch no, don't watch trailers. Uh, the trailer makes it out to be a better film than it actually it is. It really does. It really yeah, does. I was really excited about that trailer. Yeah. Just, oh, you watch the trailer. Yeah, right. I tend to watch uh, them. Do I, you? Yeah, you don't yeah. find it. Well, um, 
usually what happens is there'll be for most big films there'll be two trailers there'll be mm-hmm. one very early one and then another one closer to the release I don't yeah. tend to watch that second one because it tends to give too much too away much oh so you watch the early one I usually watch the early that one that shows yeah. bits that aren't even in the film I watched the trailer yeah, Licorice yeah. Pizza that definitely had clips that weren't really? in the film okay. and I remembered what you said about how these trailers are made so early yes. on so a lot yeah. of the time there's the a Star Wars film called Rogue One it's actually quite a good Star Wars film uh, it's, it's a standalone film the it's, one with Adam Driver no, it's the it's uh, I don't think it's anybody. Diego Luna is in it. Oh and, right, uh, I don't, I it's any it's time. basically if you ever seen the very very first Star Wars film, this is the events that happened just before that. Okay, so this is like the, in the days leading up to that, and so it right. joins up with that film right at the end. Okay, but it's a standalone thing on its own, and it's it's very good. It really works as a as a standalone film, uh, and it has a more serious kind of tone to it. Yeah. it's not. Space Wizards, it's you know, it's uh, it's like a heist movie or oh, okay, uh, right, right. But it's um, but the trailer for that had something like seventy percent of the shots weren't in the film. Oh, okay. because it had to be overhauled at the end and reshoots and stuff like that. Right. But yeah, right. so the trailer for that, I okay, I can't so remember someone... anything from the trailer that wasn't in the film. But I, I there was definitely one yeah, or two. You watched clips. it afterwards, did you? I watched the yeah. the, the trailer afterwards, yeah. and I thought, yeah, that that. This makes it out to yeah. be a much better film than it is. But so, and originally I did like it. You know, when I, I was in the cinema and I was watching it, yeah. I was thinking, this is really long and meandering, but yeah. very easy to watch. I like yeah. the music. I really like the actors. I like so, the fact that they're using unknown actors. Yeah. Well, unknown, obviously, Philip Seymour Hoffman's half, half, <laughs> son and yeah. Alana Haim. 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 It's like time, but you get an act, you kind of split Haim. it. Haim. Haim. So these yeah. are obviously well-known people in their own world. Yeah, well, I she is. I don't know if he is. Well, He's yeah, just, this is his first. Is this his I first? think it's his first. Too. Right, yeah. I suppose just because of his fa- because yeah. of the connection with his father. who He so looks the, really like... Do you think so? Yeah, from the, not so much front on, but from the side. Yeah, there was a lot so. of things. And he's the same kind of build yeah, as everything. So. so the basic plot is that she's 25, he's 15. They meet in his school where she's helping a photographer take and yearbook pictures Photos, or whatever yeah. it is and he he's very kind of precociously cocky and he asks her out mm-hmm. and uh, turns out he's a kind of a child Amateur actor, actor yeah. and a, a kind of hustler for various businesses and stuff like that Yeah, uh, trying to start his own businesses and he's Arrogant beyond his years, or cocky, yeah. beyond, confident beyond his ears, mm-hmm. years, and he um, <laughs> beyond, beyond his ears, ears. <laughs> his ears. <laughs> he's very confident about his ears, but he uh, so he asks her out, and weirdly she accepts, and a do, friendship. Do, she, but does she not say from the start? No, it's basically she well, she accepts his invite to go out. She yeah, meets him in the place. Yeah, but it's not a date. This is the but whole she thing. Still she still goes. She keeps pretending That's the weird that thing. it's not a date. Yeah. Yeah, I know the whole, the whole thing was weird. But, but she's anyway, twenty five. He's fifteen. So strange, yeah. and they act so, like it's normal. But anyway, like it's yeah. it's called out a lot in the film. But you know, is it called out a lot? She, it's more by she her says it saying, "I'm never going to get with you because you know yeah. I'm 25." Yeah. But I'll show you my boobs. That's, that's in the trailer, so that's not. All that's right, not okay. A so we'll, we'll come to that later. But she, so they go out and uh, they seem to have a nice time. She's very much, you know, telling them this isn't a date. <laughs> but you do get these signs along the way that she is. Tempted or yeah, considering it, yeah, and she and gets jealous when she sees him with other yeah. girls and things like that. So. And no offense, but he doesn't do anything to make himself very, you know, enticing. He's not a tra- traditionally attractive looking guy. He's a very mm. ordinary looking chap. Yeah, uh, 
So he doesn't have that going for I him necessarily. I think it's supposed to be his personality and his confidence. Now, in the beginning, I did really like him. I thought he was a very likable character. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, I can see why somebody would yeah. be kind of charmed that by That faded him. very quickly for me. It's faded by yeah. the middle of it towards the third act, you could say. Then I was thinking, this guy's nowhere near as nice. As, no. But I, in some ways, I actually thought that was one of the more realistic, because I thought there was a lot of unrealistic things in this film. But mm. I thought that was one of the more realistic things, because he's a 15-year-old. He is going to be really immature and emotional on, on all that sort of stuff he didn't seem like that at the start but that was obviously all an act but yeah. so that I thought that was actually yeah, yeah. as he got to the end where you sort of saw him sulking and you saw him throwing tantrums yeah, and everything yeah. else you know that is how a 15 year old a lot of the time would act yeah. so yeah. the fact that he wasn't as likable by the end I thought that was kind of one of the more realistic yeah. things in the film so he is obviously very interested in her you get the impression that if things were different, she might be interested in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she never really seems at any point in it that she wants a romantic relationship. I think she just, it's more I, she's jealous that his attention has gone I somewhere else so, rather than, yeah. than she wants to be that other girl. I think she likes yeah. spending time with him. She likes being around him. Yeah. She doesn't want to say they're dating because of the age difference. And also she's probably holding out for somebody who's more yeah. suitable to her age-wise. But... But she also doesn't seem like a person who would is lacking in confidence or mm. would have trouble making friends or yeah, would have trouble yeah. f- people finding her attractive or anything like yeah. that. So it doesn't seem like... She doesn't seem like a person with no other options. I know, it is a bit... You that's know, a bit strange. He right. doesn't seem to have many options. Yeah, he is a lot she less options She seems to have that her. she would have plenty. Yeah, he just know? has his brother and his younger friends. <laughs> yeah, he just sounds like a bunch of kids. Yeah, and, uh, that's very strange. So... There's a, a kind of shaggy kind of dog kind of quality to this story where just things just happen For and no it's a bit reason. rambling. And so all of a sudden meandering. he walks into something catches his eye walking by a shop and he goes in and he gets involved in selling water beds. Water beds, yeah. But where does he get all this money from? Well, it's child. He's a child was actor. Was it not he, just in one film that we saw? And that was a big whole scene that was unnecessary yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. That was really. And he, he was like a touring kind of thing. Yeah, was, yeah. Maybe he, he, he made a lot of money out of that. A lot of, but, things, a lot of kids make a lot of money out of ads. Okay. A huge amount of money. Oh right, it. okay. And so like, he is. That's where all his money comes from. Yeah, okay. well, relative to he would have the, the probably the money of a of a full time working adult at that okay, time and to, right. to be successful with ads. Okay. But he um, but what struck me as odd was he's walking by the shop, looks in, something catches his eye, and he goes in and he sees this water mattress. But from the street, it's just a big beige box. <laughs> It doesn't look like anything, but somehow he's does intrigued it not, Does it this. not say waterbed or water mattress? They say it to him when he gets oh, it. He right. goes, what's this? What's oh, this okay. beige I, box? Oh, I thought... And it was just kind of... He, I thought it said something. Or Is this the scene with the woman that I that I have a problem with that we were talking about before now and Leonardo DiCaprio's father? Yes. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought he saw that it was a waterbed from the outside. Maybe, but it just it just struck me as... It was struck me as very odd that he would be interested in this. I guess he sees it as an opportunity. And I guess what struck me as odd before is what in um, Punch Drunk Love, I've never seen Philip that. Seymour Hoffman is in it, and he is, I think he is a mattress salesman. Uh, maybe, so maybe that's, that's the uh, that must be a, But it was just so weirdly handled, I, th- I, I think, you know. Right. Um, but, yeah, so that's a weird scene where this, this African-American woman in the shop is acting like he's oh, the most attractive so man in the world ridiculous. and the woman on the airplane just oh, the air hostess are, are looking at him like are. he's the most handsome like they're like it's Brad Pitt there yeah, and they're all no, it's, drooling it's over ridiculous. him and what, he's the most ordinary looking pudgy little kid you've ever seen you one know? of my biggest problems with this film was that I really think 
I, I normally really like Paul Thomas Anderson, but I had a lot of problems with this film. And one of them was I'm convinced that there's like kind of a little cohort of uh, male directors, and there's a couple of others. Like the, I would put Richard Linklater in there with this, right. and Quentin Tarantino definitely. Right. It's like they have to make a certain amount of films about you know, um, kind of mainstream ordinary things or things that other people would like for a certain amount of time. Then when they reach a certain level of success, then it's like great. Now I just get to make a film about my adolescent fantasy, and right. I'm just going to spend yeah, all yeah. this money on a film that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it really yeah. reminded me of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in that yeah, way, absolutely. in that it was all these. Di- I don't think it was as bad as I preferred this film to that, just because Quentin yeah. Tarantino annoys. I- me yeah, with me his too. depiction of women and so many like other it. things but I used to love him but uh, I just found as I was watching this I was giving it so much credit because it's Paul Thomas Anderson and there is a lovely flow to it by the way why was there so many shots of people running yeah <laughs> I think like because they wanted to do a compilation of them almost at the end do you remember when they were running towards each other right. and then it cut to other okay, times yeah. they were running yeah. towards and each other and I love long yeah. shots I love sure. one shots and all that it looks very good for the trailer as yeah, well yeah. having lots of those in it but I just thought that's a bit much people yeah. are just constantly running <laughs> this. but um, yeah I just thought this was his this is something he probably always wanted to do for a long time and yeah. now he has the money and the power to do it and it seemed a bit pointless yeah. to me there was and my biggest problem as well was the depiction of women in it and there was so that that scene with the waterbed where this he went in yeah. and there was this woman and it was just the male fantasy of a woman yeah. women do not act like that unless no. they're being forced to act like that by somebody else and the whole thing was that it, this is supposed to be the 70s so right. his argument was this is the 70s I wanted to make a film through a 70s lens not 2021 that's lens that's not how that's e- that's even less likely to have been the case back then that yeah, this would happen exactly and if you're going to show that then show the horrible man in the background yeah, whoever yeah. it is telling her go out there and be sexy and, and yeah. do this was that the only reason why she'd th- be doing it one of the ways around it would have been if they had made it clear that this was his perception of how this yeah, woman was acting and she wasn't yeah, doing that exactly, at all yeah, you know yeah. that, that could have been yeah, it. Because it, and that it, would fit in with his fantasy yeah. about himself you see his, his arrogance and I stuff kept like that. expecting that to yeah. happen that you would suddenly see the reality yeah. of oh right she was he's so just imagining this towards him and stuff you're just going to this guy yeah, to it, any guy really you know you, yeah to any man yeah. really the fact that you know the fact that he was a you're teenager was a bit weird 50 dollar mattresses That's and you're going to do this to yourself yeah. to sell mattresses and, so, yeah. and like you say if, if the, the, the shop owner had been forcing this on them that, as a story device it would have made more sense yeah you, but then it he sets up a shop selling these mattresses mm-hmm. that seems to be run by children children they're having and a big celebrities oh, trust yeah, them yeah <laughs> yeah they have um they have a, a launch day where adults are coming in to buy these mattresses and ha- having it explained to them by children, 12-year-olds. Yeah. And, like, nobody bats an eyelid that this is weird. Meanwhile, she, uh, Alana, is walking, walking around, around in a bikini, bikini, being inappropriate and being weird with kids around and stuff. Mm. It's just so bizarre. It's but so strange. then they get a, a gig where they have to deliver uh, uh, a water mattress to... Film producer John Peters, played by Bradley Cooper. So John Peters is a real person who went out with Barbara Streisand. Yes, Bryson, and he, so. he, he, I think he produced uh, A Star Is Born, the original one oh, that okay, she was right. in, which so is a weird little tie-in yeah, with that. Yeah. But it just seems like Bradley Cooper was told, just improvise. Yeah. And like the first thing he asks um, Gary uh, Valentine, the, the what's his name? Valentine. Cooper Hoffman's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't remember his first name. 
asked him how big his dick hole was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you just kind of go, that is an improvised line if ever I've heard do you one. Th- you, you do know? you think, yeah. Now, I thought, or even if it isn't, it's, it yeah. sounds improvised, I thought, so then it's bad writing. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. I thought the start of that interaction was quite funny, you know, when he's trying to get him to say Streisand. Yeah, and that I was thought, And I thought Bradley Cooper was actually very good. Yeah, he was, he was good. probably one of the best bits in it. But then as that character went on, it was just the fact that, you know, he's just talking about how much he loves tail and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it's like, Sorry, <coughs> I know that they kind of get their back on him in, in one way, but it just seemed like it was an excuse to watch a man being really sleazy with a woman yeah, again, yeah, or all absolutely. these different women. Yeah. And it's like, without any sort of payoff for the women or mm. even for the audience. And yeah. I don't know, I just thought that happened a lot, like in Quentin Tarantino films, where they're trying to, they're kind of portraying this idea of a woman mm. or of of the way they think women are but it's pure male fantasy and yeah, they're yeah. not showing that it is a pure male fantasy yeah, they're absolutely. just showing the fantasy yeah. and I ha- thought that happened throughout the whole oh, film absolutely and I thought it was a real disservice to uh, Alana Haim's character because she was probably the best thing in she's it. really good yeah, yeah. She, she is really yeah. good and it was great to see her as well because she isn't she's very pretty and she's yeah. very unusual looking and yeah, that's very attractive I suppose but she, could, she's not conventionally beautiful I suppose in that way like as in no, like what, is, what we're used she to seeing very, on. she's very interesting she's yeah. very quirky yeah. in, in that sense And but she doesn't have that I, I think in, the, in a lot of the male fantasy directors you get what they've called the manic pixie dream girl yeah yeah you know and she's not that she's not that no that's I she's did like that about it she's confident and capable yeah. and, and she's a very know. kind of angry character she yeah. starts fights with people yeah. like, like all of that sort of stuff was I, I, that was probably again one of the more realistic things kind of like Cooper Hoffman's character mm. becoming a bit of a whiny prick towards the end yeah, you know yeah. if he's a 15 year old that's quite realistic yeah. but because one of my other problems with it was that everybody was acting like he wasn't a 15 year old everybody yeah. was acting like when they went into that scene with Sean Penn which was just ridiculous that, and anyway, Tom Waits ridiculous my god yeah. I didn't realise that was Tom Waits until I, I didn't know yeah. that's i never seen him before yeah. so I didn't know the that's what it looked like Tom Waits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Tom Waits yeah. I liked a lot of his music but, but after a certain point somebody said to, uh, I was listening to some uh, podcast with guy Tom Sharpling who I really like and he was going this hobo act that he has you know that only lasts so long hobos don't want to be hobos <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. going you know this act where you're a millionaire pretending like you ride the rail cars all day yeah. and stuff like that it's just it's the most fake thing I've ever heard and I, yeah. I heard that and I kind of went yeah it's true. It's yeah. it's as, as big an act as any oh, fabricated yeah, thing you've seen. Yeah. I think I he's like interesting. He's got an interesting voice. All that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he's got about I'm four just... or five albums that I really like. Okay. In the middle of his career, and then after that, I was kind of I'm done with this. Right. But um, but, that but that scene, scene, you know, when they come into the steakhouse or whatever it is, and everybody's treating them as if it's it, like it's Goodfellas and, and, yeah. and See, Robert this De Niro's walked in. This is a 15 year old yeah. with a whole load of kids. She's 25, so I suppose that's more. But I, I just didn't like the fact that everybody was ignoring the fact that they were children. I. Wanted somebody to yeah. say, "Hey, this is weird. Like, is, yeah. is this? Are there any adults?" And yeah. even she was twenty-five. She looked a lot. She's actually thirty in real life. She yeah. looked a lot younger. She was hanging around with all these kids. I didn't like the fact that everyone pretended this was normal. But she at one point says to her sister uh, and her real-life sister, she yeah. says, uh, "Do you think it's weird that I hang, hang around with Gary and all his, his little friends?" And she goes, "No." Yeah. <laughs> But she, and she goes, I think it is weird that I hang around with mm. them. And, but that's it. Nobody yeah, never goes that, further And that's than good that. that she said that, but nobody else seems to think it was so weird. So for me, without giving away the ending of it, the ending of it really gave in to the, the male fantasy about this wish fulfillment almost like, it's almost like, 
the director never got the girl when he was 15 mm-hmm. and now he's going to get the girl. It is his you adolescent know? fantasy. That I am convinced that, that this is what this film is. He doesn't say that in interviews, fine, but yeah. I'm convinced yeah. that that's what There's it is. There's a final line in it which just be- betrays her character completely. Yeah. It's just yeah. shockingly bad. Yeah, yeah. But I would... You know, there's a lot I liked about it. Yeah, and it's that's the thing. It's like it's it's really confusing because, and the thing is, it is getting glowing reviews, mm. unbelievably. Yeah. Like the only one, I've, like Mark Camo did a really good review of it. He gave it four out of five, as opposed to everybody else who was getting it five out of yeah, five. Yeah. But so you know, but even he was kind of glowing about it. And I normally always agree with his reviews, but um, I can understand why it's very easy to watch. There's a lovely flow to it. It looks really nice. It's set mm. in the seventies, so everything always looks nice. When yeah, it's set in the 70s. and it had a very authentic seventies feel. Yeah, to it. It the really two did, actors, you know. the two lead actors, I thought were really good. I think yeah. she in particular She's was great. really really good. Yeah. There was some characters I thought the agent was very funny um, yeah. that you know again unrealistic didn't really make sense the or guy with the Chinese restaurant the Japanese one uh, the Japanese yeah, restaurant well, the yeah. Japanese did he have a Chinese and, wife later on did no he say, they were both Japanese right I thought yeah. you said something about that but um, the Japanese racism the overt Japanese yeah. racism in this that's not funny that was my third biggest problem yeah so there was a moment in it where uh, Gary's mother is like uh, she does voiceover work for ads and stuff like that or she's and like, she, has she a makes marketing, ads she has like a marketing company yeah, she's writing the script yeah, for an ad for ads, yeah. and uh, so this guy is there with his Japanese wife they have a, a restaurant she doesn't speak any English so he has to translate for her mm-hmm. but when he talks to her it's in this exaggerated uh, oh Japanese, Japanese accent Japanese accent in English so he's talking in English and putting on a Japanese accent and then at one point did he say later on he can't understand he it yeah he, so she says what did Alana says what did she say and he says oh I don't know I don't speak Japanese but previously he had been able to translate what she said well and I, I just, think the whole joke is yeah. that he ha- he's not actually listening to the woman at all he's just but, saying but what based on what she said in her subtitles he did get it right there was no subtitles though in either of them that was the whole thing he, the Japanese she... person wasn't subtitled that's like part of the but, problem it just seemed like it was because it seemed like he Did she not say something about the uh, being unhappy about the mentioning the girls rather than the food? Well, he said that. Like, we're going on his assumption. I, I remember thinking that he understood what she was saying. Yeah, that's what it seemed like in the first scene, but I think by the end, the whole joke What it was, is I think, was actually... she had made some face when she mentioned the girls. Yeah. And maybe that's what he I picked up on. I think he just picked up on, up on that. that. Okay. Yeah, no, he okay. might have been right in what he guessed, but he was just guessing. He right. didn't speak Japanese. So, I guess for that for that character, I was kind of going right. This character, the only reason he comes in to be useful later on is when Gary asks him, "Can he put ads for his mattress business in his restaurant?" Yeah, and he says no. Yeah. So, <laughs> so beyond that bit, the two scenes with those characters in it could be lifted out of the movie. One hundred percent. No effect whatsoever. I don't know why. That, like that. And that actor is very good, and he's very funny. I think I've seen he him is, in other yeah, things. Yeah, he is. But just that whole piece was just, and even in the cinema, you know, maybe one or two people laughed at it, but it was kind of like yeah, this is strange. To- I, I didn't think it. What he was trying to do was to actually be racist. I think his his intention was to have this stupid character who thought that speaking in an exaggerated accent was the same as speaking the language. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter mm. because somebody, a Japanese person we'll watching that would still be offended by that. And of course they so, would be. Yeah, no, but I, he, if he says that. he's going to do that, you know, what, what's the gain there? Then again, you need to have some sort of payoff or something, kind of like with the sexism thing. Because but, but then, it, yeah, exactly. There needs to be some consequence to it because yeah. otherwise... Why isn't it just You're an just Italian restaurant racism. where the couple can both speak English yeah. and they later on tell Gary that there's no place in this restaurant for these ads? Yeah. What? Why does it have to be Japanese? Why does she not have to 
be able to understand English and why does he have to try and translate in this accent yeah there's a lot of decisions no, there yeah, no, that's for the no thing. game yeah and again I, I read an interview with him and he said oh, this is what it was like in the 70s I knew a person who actually did this okay well then show but, the other side yeah, of it no, as well ane- anecdotes aren't evidence do you know what yeah. I mean just because that one thing is something you saw doesn't mean that that's the way that scene had to play out. It didn't have to be Japanese. Yeah. It didn't have to be a woman who didn't understand English. Yeah. And it didn't have to be an accent. No, it didn't. No, it was None so of those things unnecessary. Were necessary. It there really was, was so many things in this film that were unnecessary. Yeah. But it's so complicated because it's also very nice to watch. And yeah. there is a lovely flow to it. And the music is great and everything else. But the else. start of it, where I felt it was, I was kind of, oh, this is has a made up as it goes along feel is when Gary accident gets arrested in a case of oh, mistaken identity at the near the start. That, what was the He's point? He's dragged of into that the police scene. station and then it's a, based on a, a a description of what he was wearing, somebody had done something and then so he gets arrested at this kind of trade show for these mattresses. Mm. He's dragged to the, into a car, driven to the police station. She runs all the way there mm. to try and get him out. Mm. The police don't talk at all. No. Because that's he, what happens in real he's life. He's in the police station, uh, handcuffed to a bench near the front door. Somebody is brought out, also in handcuffs, looks at him and goes, that's not him, and is brought away, and then he is let go. What was and the point of, going, of that scene? Well, and there was a, it, the only point of it was that was the moment where they first hugged. Okay. And it was the first sign that she she really cared, cared about, about him. him. Okay. But that, but God, that, did you need you to do need this? To do oh, that, see, though, this is know? the thing. Like when I watch films like that, it's like because you know how much money is being spent on mm. those films and those yeah, sequences. Yeah. It's like it almost it's yeah. such a waste of yeah. money, and it's like and again, just, it's just because he wanted to do that. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson thought it'd be nice to do a bit of a scene where the cops come yeah, in and yeah. put him into a car, but it just all I don't know. It just felt really pointless to me. Okay, right, yeah. maybe he wanted to show them hogging for the first time. The would there's a more effective way you yeah, could have done absolutely. that that wasn't so over the top and pointless and at least just have it be story based rather than yeah. incident based I, I don't know you I know? just feel like it's just it was just an excuse for him to do lots of different things and uh, having said all that people love it. well sorry reviewers love it I think mm. online people are finding the sexism and yeah. the racism and the age gap and all that yeah. really problematic so I think it's more reviewers so I'd be interested to see like who all these are they I'm just wondering are they all men of a certain age these reviewers who we're all giving it five I think, stars. I think the, the, one of the biggest problems I had, and maybe this is a, a good spot to end it on, is the moment where they have a big falling out and she storms out of his house. Oh, and then she comes back and says, do you want to see my boobs? And he goes, yes. And for a shot from behind her, she shows him her boobs and he goes, can I touch them? And she says, no. She slaps and she them. slaps him mm-hmm. and storms out again. With her dress still on. Yeah, and kind of saying, if you tell anybody about this kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of go, that is not something that she would do. No. From what we've learned about this character up to this point, and she just compromised herself as a character. Or No, the director compromised mm. her as a character at that point mm. because now she is unreliable. Yeah. She's... You, it's a betrayal of what you've learned about her before and that sounds very dramatic but she no, you know, I, it's I, just, I agree and she you know, the only reason why that happened was because he threw a tantrum in the car because within the agency she said are you willing to do nude and Alana said yes and then he threw a tantrum saying you won't show me your you yeah. won't show me your boobs but you show the whole oh, world like so, so because awful. he throws a tantrum she shows her boobs like again it's this idea but, of a woman yeah. that it's like women do, they don't act like that. If no. they and if they do act like that, then show the kind of pressure that they're under yes. to act like that oh, or yeah. something. It was all. It was so. But she, from the male she game. was so capable of handling him. 
in that, that she didn't have to do that. He, he there's no pressure he could have yeah. put on her that she wasn't able for. Yeah. And uh, to do that, I just thought was so bizarre. But also later on, she is talking to this girl in the toilet who is kind of dressed like a showgirl almost and oh. seems to know Gary as well. Oh, right, yeah, And she yeah. mentions the, oh, the yeah. fact that, you know, she had given him handjobs and yeah, stuff like this. I and, about and that assuming that she was also doing this for him. And yeah. I kind of go, if this guy at 15 it, has a reputation of pressuring women into giving him yeah, handjobs, and that I these women who that. are clearly older are giving this 15, potentially 14-year-old when it happened... I know that I you forgot. Know, this, that you know what? There's so many different points that yeah. I forgot about. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. I was started writing my notes last night, and I said I'll give it a three point five. And then I started writing my notes, and I'm getting really angry. Yeah. And now I'm getting even more angry, and I'm thinking, yeah. no, three, maybe even a two. Yeah, no, I think it's it's way down. If 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 there will be blood and Magnolia are fives, this is even. How can you make a film like Magnolia yeah. and there will be blood and Boogie Nights, yeah. <laughs> and then make something like this? I just yeah. I don't know. It just seems like you know. It's the kind of thing where, like with Tarantino, where you kind of, this is his love letter to the 70s. And kind of go, no, this is love letter to himself, himself and how he wishes the 70s and were. And his teenage yeah. self as well. Well, yeah. his teenage self that's still within him, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it was none of the yeah. filmmaking craft, I felt. Mm. You would never guess this was Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah. That way, but now, I'm, now it's made me question everything about him. I'm thinking, is he just <laughs> faking it with those other films? No, this I, is I, really I, what he wants no, to I, make? I, I don't think you can make films that good if, if you're faking it. Maybe not. But, but it is a... I think it's a big misstep for him. It really you know? is. And it's, uh, but he's but gotten away with it because every, everybody loves it. So, yeah. well, the reviewers love it. They so. seem to, you know. I hope it's looked on. I hope it's, it ages really bad, even worse than I think it is at the moment. Yeah, it? And I it's a shame because, you know, everyone in it is is pretty good. Yeah, you know? they are and, very uh, good. And I think she is a real talent. Mm. And I think, and I, I quite like her band. I, I there's a there's a great um, yeah. They have some good songs. Yeah, what's that song? The Wire. Do you know that song? Oh there's, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. great live version of that where she she is on stage and every move she makes, women in the crowd are going wild. Why? For what? Her. What does she, so? Who is she in the band? Is she the singer? She. They all take turns. They all multi instrumentalists. They all swap. Well, oh, okay. her sister tends. One of them plays the bass. Esty and she's the one who does bass face when they're when they're. Is she playing. the tall blonde? Yes, one? right. Okay. Uh, she's. She looks like a bass player. <laughs> but she is. She does this exaggerated monster faces right. when she's playing. Okay. The other girl is the kind of lead and guitar player. Okay. And then Alana Hyam plays drums, guitar, bass, sings. She's right. Brilliant. And what do you mean when you say every move she makes? Like what's like the she's. Moves she it seems to be a very. In this particular clip, it seems to be a very high proportion of lesbians in the crowd oh, who okay. are going wild for her. Right, She okay. moves her hand through her hair, they're losing their minds and she knows it and she's brilliant, you know. Right, okay. But, uh, but they're a good band, you know, and yeah. she's, like her, her timing and her her confidence uh, comes across. You know, right, I think okay. She's, I think yeah, she's, I must say, yeah, I do like She's that. a real find of it, I think. Right, you know, okay, yeah. I'd no, like that's the thing. And, things, yeah, you know. and it's great now because you will see her in other things. Yeah. She probably, she possibly might be nominated for an Oscar. This has already mm. been, been nominated for so wow. many awards and things like that. Yeah. Now, people are online again, so I don't know how much but difference it will make. The thing know, is, like, saying I, that it shouldn't be. I thought it was way too long as a film. Oh, it was definitely too long. Yeah. I enjoyed the film. But only if I don't stop and think about so many parts All of it. All the problematic parts. It, it can just go by you, but then you stop and go, hang on a sec. Yeah. Handjobs at 15 for yeah. all the women. That, that does, yeah. You know, this I kid think, is not 
that's not happening yeah. for him. You know? I think that's the thing about Paul Thomas Anderson films as well. They're yeah. quite hypnotizing in that way because they're yeah. so well made. They're so well crafted, you know, but this visually. One I, but this one I think has the least amount of that. So maybe we're just spotting that stuff yeah, maybe. sooner. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's in the other films. I don't know. Like yeah, I know in Magnolia there's a whole subplot about... Uh, John C. Riley losing his gun that just kind of goes nowhere. Yeah, I did think that was a bit uh, pointless. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot in that film you can kind of... But there's an hour in the middle of that film which is just kind of dazzling filmmaking. Mm, it's yeah, just, no, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's just great. It's amazing it's, kind yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's uh, very achievement. good. But yeah, so... Yeah, I'm gonna, actually, do you know I'm going to give it a two. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving it a two. If, yeah. if his other films... And he has a good chunk of his films are fives. They're fives, yeah. There's a... I think this is his ninth or tenth film or okay, something like that. Right. I'd say he's got six films that are worth yeah, a five. In which there. is amazing. You know, it's such a high hit rate. And yeah. they're, they're, they're solid fives. Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're so not. good. Um, but this is just... Yeah, this isn't the one for me, I have no, to say. Um, I'm glad you agree. I didn't know yeah. what you think of him because I thought I was... you know. I just thought, thought very agree. quickly... This kid is a creep, right? You know, at, at worst he's a creep, and at best he's a stupid just a, kid. Yeah, but yeah. he there was something sinister about mm. him as it went on, and something. And I don't like how they just pa- try to pass it off as he's this. They just nice, let him off the hook guy. at every opportunity. Yeah. no matter what he did, they let him away. Yeah, with it, you know. True, yeah. So anyway, You're right? I'm, it's a, it's a. I feel quite. That was quite cathartic. I don't, cathartic. Know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm recommending out. it. I think it's I, worth a look, but. Uh, but if, don't let it off the hook don't, no don't, I know. think watch it but watch it with a discerning yeah. eye yes I think <laughs> so yeah. um, okay Okay. so I'm giving it a two and I think, I yeah, think you're I'm going to give it a two as well um, now one of the things we're talking about doing for maybe one of the next episodes is uh, are we still doing this maybe getting somebody else in and we'll yes. watch or read or listen to something that one of us hasn't listened to or watched before yeah or, or maybe even if uh if two of us haven't seen and one has so right. maybe if you yeah. or I have seen something yeah. like for argument's sake the thing I was saying before let's say I have a friend who's never seen Star Wars me either so you haven't seen it so yeah. that would be perfect for yeah. to bring somebody in and you guys talk about it yeah. and see how what you felt you about it watch Star Wars that's why I saw it when you were talking about Rogue it doesn't have to be that but it's just it's just the handiest example I could think of yeah you know? no I know what you mean um, yeah. but like I, I, I've never seen Citizen Kane all the way through mm-hmm. I've seen it in I chunks I think I have either I actually. know I know the story. I know enough of it to get any pop culture reference or, mm. tr- or you know, skit on it and everything like that. Yeah. I know what Rosebud means. I know if you see a snow globe fall and smash yeah. and close up. I know all the references. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So, but I think that would be a good one to do. Yep. Um, anything you're watching and enjoying at the moment? Um, I really liked Feel Good on Netflix. It's Mae Martin. Yeah. She's a Canadian comedian okay, uh, and yeah. um, comedian. <laughs> Is that the idea? I don't yeah, even know. Comedi- if it, yeah, com- I think stress. she might be. I, I don't know. In the, the show, they talk about whether she's she's not trans. I think she's non-binary. But there's kind of jokes about how sure. she doesn't even really know right. what she is. So it's quite <laughs> funny. But um, yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I I've, really, I've, yeah, I really I've like heard that. Them in interviews and they're very funny yeah, yeah. no I really really like that um, and then I listened to a very good podcast called Harsh Realities what I was telling you about about right. that reality show in the early noughties right. um, where a trans woman called um, I can't Miriam mm. uh, was on a dating show and all of these men had to, to vie for her affections but they didn't know they, didn't that she, know. they only revealed yeah. that at the very end and it's right. kind of just the fallout and the consequences of that it's very good very sad but right. it's, it's a very I, I listened to it all the whole se- series in yeah. one day Okay. It was very good. I listened to Once Upon a Time in Bennington College. I might have mentioned this last oh, time. Right. It's a, a podcast about oh, yeah. this very liberal college in 
upstate New York, I think, or near there anyway. It's on the East Coast anyway. And it's uh, basically about the year that Jonathan Latham, I think, Donna Tart and Brett Easton Ellis were all in the same class okay. and had the success they went on to have. Now, Donna Tart wrote The Secret History, which was a huge bestseller at the time, and she's written about three books in the in the past 20 years or something. But she has this air of mystery about her. Mm-hmm. And this really breaks that down and says all these characters were the inspiration, or these people in the college were the inspiration for her characters, and just how when you look at somebody who has this air of mystery about them, the reality is always a bit grubbier mm, than that. Yeah. And it's... Um, That's interesting. It's a very interesting What's thing. What's the name of it again? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Bennington College. Bennington I think if you hadn't... I, I have read The Secret History and I really liked it when I read it. I'm not sure if, if I'd enjoy it so much now. But I haven't read any Brett Easton Alice, but I know enough about it. Like, I know about Less Than Zero and American Psycho okay, and stuff like that. right, yeah. But, and uh, this is a book? Uh, the, no, this the, is a podcast. This is a podcast. Yeah. Okay, right. And I watched Afterlife season three by Ricky Gervais. Right. Okay. I haven't. I haven't seen it. No, I did not. Loved, like it. I really liked season oh, one. Stopped in season two. No. Season went three back is more. just That's season real two again. Right. It's just season two again. I just watched it just because I was kind of going. I wonder if there was just enough in it to get through it. And I was kind of doing other things. I just was on as I was doing things, and I was paying enough attention to it. But as before, it's mawkish kind of overindulgence. Uh, horrible behavior from the character mm. doing things without consequence there's one in mm. the first episode or something he's about to cross a pedestrian crossing and a car <laughs> shoots through it yeah. and he jokes about how he'd love to put a brick through the window and stuff like that and later on he does that he throws okay. a brick through the back of a Range Rover that goes over this thing and the guy gets out just stands there looking at him in disbelief Ricky Gervais' character calls him the C word and keeps walking and you're hearing him mm. one that's not how that would play out. Yeah. You know, that, but he keeps doing things like, like that, that where yeah. he does, he gets his revenge on someone he hates right. and nobody questions him. There's no consequence. And he behaves in such horrible ways that his dead wife would be ashamed of him. Mm. And, but still just keeps doing it till the end when he realizes, oh, maybe people are nice. The end, yeah. whole series is over. You yeah, know? yeah. It I does just, seem like that. I don't think I'm going to be going back Ricky to Ricky Gervais without Stephen Merchant is yeah. not good. Yeah. You know, that um, seems like real hate watching for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just do you know what I watch these things and I really want them to be good. I really mm. do. I'm not, um, and I think Ricky Gervais has talent, and I, I you know, uh, but he has no discipline. Yeah, definitely. You know, it seems and I like think that. you know, mm. like his stand up comedy, I don't think is very good. But he was responsible for half of the office. Yeah. So there's good in there's him. something there, yeah, and I no, keep hoping it comes back, yeah. but it never does. Yeah. You know, whereas Stephen Merchant still interesting, still doing good stuff. Yeah. I, think. I think he was the kind of heart of it in a way. I think so. Ways, it seems you know, like kind of reined yeah. him in maybe a little bit. Yeah. And that's it, really. Okay, yeah. Well, my yeah. stomach is rumbling up a storm okay. over here. <laughs> I'll, so. I'll edit those out. <laughs> I've got a filter for that. All right. So will we end <laughs> it there? Yeah. Until okay. next time, then. Bye. I'll let it win out.